Here we are then, it's day five at the World Championships in Barcelona and today's the day that Britain's medal favourites got their campaign underway uh, as we saw Michael Jameson and Andrew Willis take to the pool. This is the Pool Boy World Championships podcast for day five. I'm Steve Buckley and once again I've got with me Bob Ballard. Hello Bob. Hi Steve. And delighted to say we have back with us former GB swimmer Katie Wilde. Hello Katie. Hello. And uh, I alluded to it there, we've got our big guns in the water today Bob but um, I think probably a day to look more positive perhaps even than yesterday massively so and also what a great swim two great swims back to back by andrew willis uh he's getting a bit of stick from some of the commentators i heard from the heat saying oh he went out too hard went out too strong he was going to suffer for it at the back end he did a little bit in the heat um uh, but he backed it up brilliantly with uh, his semi-final swim i mean that was uh, what 20911 uh backing up his uh, swim for the morning which was you know very impressive stuff. Uh, two eight forty sevens is best, and he's getting mighty close to that. And I like the way he's swimming it. I really do. I think it, him going out strong at the front is the way he needs to swim it. And it was great to hear in the interview. He said he still felt he had plenty in reserve. So if that's the case, uh, roll on Friday night because uh, I, I, I've been hearing from people in Bath saying how good Andrew's been looking in training, um, and that's been kind of underlined and exemplified by what he's done in Barcelona. I agree. Andrew did uh, did exactly what he needed to do um, through in third fastest. But um, but for me, those semi-finals were not as quick as I expected. Daniel Goethe was was first in two eight point five, but I, I guess I thought somebody would be on a two oh seven point. I don't know what you thought, Katie. Um, well, I, I I think we haven't really known what Daniel Goethe can do this year. I think um, you know we haven't really seen him swim much. Um, the rumours seem to be that he wasn't really. Um, up to his best but I mean I think that's a pretty strong swim for a semi-final um I thought Andrew looked brilliant and it's so good to see him sort of coming into his own because he has I mean he's a great swimmer and he has been a great swimmer for years but he's sort of had to be a bit of a bridesmaid this year I think because of um, Michael's success last year and you know obviously Michael deserves that hugely but um it's really nice to see him taking center stage and it might be a different story tomorrow but I mean we've got to be so proud of having these guys right up the top Mentioned- Michael looked great. Uh, did Michael look great though? Didn't he? I thought really in the end uh, he, came, he came through as he needed to come through. It was 14th in the heat. I mean, a little bit concerned for a bit there because I thought you've got to make it through on this. But I think he's a, he's a, a wise enough campaigner now. He's done it enough times to know what he needs to do. Of course, he does have this arm injury which uh, people keep talking about. But he came through in the the heats uh the semi-finals and the final very comfortably in Sheffield and I see him doing exactly the same thing the progression as was pointed out tonight is very similar to what he did in London uh two seconds quicker from heats to semis if he goes two seconds quicker tomorrow night I don't think he'll do quite that but uh, he'll be in the shake-up and um, yeah I, I just I don't know on the basis of what I saw I still think Andrew is actually the man to beat of the two Brits that is I think I think you're probably right I mean Michael obviously did make it through quite comfortably in the end, 209.62 this evening for fifth place. But I have to say, at the start, I thought he looked like a bit jerky. He didn't seem to have the, the sort of flow in his stroke that he had in London last year. And he almost looked like he was trying too hard. But as the race went on, he seemed to get into a bit of a better rhythm, uh, tied up a little bit at the end, probably, probably again, just getting a bit tense and what have you coming into the wall. But I certainly, certainly signs of encouragement there, I think, for tomorrow for him. Uh, but yeah, Andrew Willis, the one to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think um, the difficult thing is when you're having an injury is that you don't you don't have the training to look back on and feel confident about what you've done. So um, I think it, it can knock your confidence a bit just because you're not sure what you're capable of. But I mean, I think um, Michael's shown us again and again that he's capable of great things. And I think he'll be all right tomorrow. I think he'll be very good tomorrow, in fact. 
Bob, I think you described Michael as uh, as the the big the big time performer yesterday when we were previewing yeah. that, that race, and you know he'll he'll probably be you know able to pull something out tomorrow. Do you think? Absolutely, I, I have no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, if it's time that he's capable of doing is not good enough to get on the medal podium, then so be it. But I think he will give it his all. You know, uh, he showed it in Sheffield when people said, "Oh, yeah, but look how he's looking. You know, he's got this arm injury. He's not had the best of preparational build-up, and he goes out and, and knocks out a, a really impressive." Uh, time what was it 207.78 still number one in the world nobody's gone quicker than that in 2013 and if he can do it in Sheffield when he's not fully fit he can do it in Barcelona when he's not fully fit so I I just really would like to see both of them on the podium well let's hope that they can both put together a a good race tomorrow and and as you say one and if not hopefully both uh, make it into that top three Uh, the other probably standout British swimmer today came in the men's 200 meter backstroke and that's the young Craig McNally from up there in Warrender in Edinburgh. He uh, he had a, a smashing heat this morning, 157.18 for second place, touched out Ryan Lochte in his heat, No, didn't look phased at all, came out this evening, dropped his time, 156.97, seventh into the final. Thank you very much. Very well done, I thought. Yeah, I thought he was like, really brilliant. I think um, it's so easy to say, you know, as we said, lots of people, first major international, it's always tough. I mean, he's just thinking, first major international, you know, hand it to me, please. And he's just, you know, taking every chance he can possibly get. I don't think any of those guys in there would, would have expected to see him in the final this morning. A few of those guys might not have raced him before. And he's just he's just taken it on. And I think that was a really impressive performance. Can you imagine what it's like as a rookie? Well, you, obviously, Katie, you've been through this, but you get your, the, your lane draw for your first ever world championships. And you go, uh, who am I up against? Oh, I'm in lane five. Ryan Lochte is in lane four. <laughs> oh, dear. What a baptism of fire. And he didn't phase him whatsoever. And as you say, he touched him out. Yeah, I know that Lochte was easing up. But even so, what a great thing to be able to say my first ever world championship swim and I beat Ryan Lochte. Yeah. Which is brilliant stuff. And, you know, it was a great time this morning. Uh, all the things we've been saying throughout the course of the week, exemplified again, underlined again. He went, what was it, uh, about 0.21? Yeah, almost a quarter of a second quicker from heats to semifinals. And 156.97, closing in on that Scottish record. Very, very impressive. Paced the race brilliantly. I know they were getting a bit worried about it on telly, but having seen what I saw in Sheffield, I knew he'd come strong over the last 50. And that's it. That's his big surprise element, in a way, that he plays possum a bit for 150 and all of a sudden turns it on over the last 50. So I don't think we're looking at a medal as yet. I don't think he's quite ready for that. But he'll be in the mix on Friday night. And um, he's there and um, somebody else is not. That actually really impressed me with him tonight because, as you say, he his strength is at the back end of his race, um, but he could easily have panicked, you know, being in lane four in a semi-final at World Championships and, and you know, being left behind practically over the first 100 metres. But he didn't. He stuck to his guns. He was confident in his ability and he, he came through at the end you know, and got his place in the final. Yeah, it was a really great swim. And it will be really interesting to see how he copes with the final tomorrow. And I imagine it'll, he will cope very well as he has so far. Well, his Scottish record from trials one fifty six point three six. That's his his PB is you know his best time this year as well. Obviously, so hopefully he can get down towards that, if not under it, and we'll we'll see where he finishes. We also had uh, Chris Walker Heaven in that event. He he swam actually pretty well this morning. I thought one fifty seven nine five for ninth, but dropped off a bit this evening to a one fifty eight one six thirteenth place and. And that's probably the end of his world championships, and unless he happens to get a, uh, well, I suppose he might swim the the medley relay um, at the weekend. But um, perhaps a bit of a, a disappointing end after some promise this morning, Bob. 
Um, his tweets tonight said, "One day, I don't think I'll live long enough." <laughs> I think I think we'll call that uh, call that that on on that particular topic before we go too far. Um, we had a few other swimmers in the heats. This, well, actually, before we talk about the heats, let's talk about the, the women's 50 backstroke final. We had two girls in that, qualified 7th and 8th, uh, Lauren Quigley and Georgia Davis. Lauren dropped off a little bit from her semi-final time, 28.02, where she set uh, a PB in a season's best. Uh, 28.33 in 8th place. But Georgia, she equalled her... her well, was she equal? Just just off her PB. No, 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 it was her PB. It's it was a record. PB. It equaled the Welsh record, yeah. Um so uh, you know she's improved through the rounds and uh, you know finished with her best time of the year in the final. So you've got to give her some credit for that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it must have been hard to pick herself up after what was a very disappointing hundred, considering she's a sub sixty swimmer. You know, she was a, a long way off, um, and that must have been tough. But she's she's picked herself up and, and come out six in the world, which I think is really impressive. Yeah, I do, and it's good, and it'll set up nicely, and Wales will be very happy for next year when it comes to the Commonwealth Games, because she's a, a real good prospect for both the medal in the 50 and the 100 as well. Well, I think that swim actually pre-qualifies her for Wales for, for, for Glasgow next year, so that's you know, one thing less that she's got to worry about for next year, at least in the, the 50. Uh, for Lauren, just a little bit slower, um, but she'll take a lot away from the experience of having her first world final, and I know Bob, you'll probably say that she would have liked to have gone quicker, and I'm sure she would have done. But uh, got to be a good thing to have got that that swim in a final at world level. And she's got another race to come. Has she got another one tomorrow? Uh, is it tomorrow or the day after? Yeah, she's got the 200 back still to come yeah, as well. So, so another she's chance. got that. Um, well, I say hopefully she'll have that to build on. But I was a bit disappointed. She got a decent start. Uh, 28.02 was the certain time that she did in the semi-finals. And she went back to 28.33. So she lost a third of a second and finished in eighth place where she had been seventh going in there. Um, all these, you know, the great learning curve and everything else we're told about her first world championships. I would just like to have seen her do the progression I wanted to see. Heat, semi, get faster in the final. Uh, sadly, she slipped back. But you know, work for uh, Sean to do at Stockport with her, I'm sure, after the meeting is done. Indeed, right. Some uh, some GB swims from the heats to round up then. Um, women's 100 metre freestyle, Amy Smith, who we said yesterday, Bob, was something of an unknown quantity. Uh, her season's best was 56.14 this year because she just hadn't swum it rate, uh, rested at all. Missed the final in trials because she'd uh, injured herself finishing the, the 50 freestyle earlier in that meet. Uh, she came out this morning with a 55.4, which inevitably is her season's best time, but probably not as quick as she would have liked to have gone. 21st in the heats and, and didn't progress. What did you make of that one, Katie? Um, I mean, I was really disappointed for her because I, I, I actually think she's a really incredible sprint freestyler. And, you know, and she's she's been consistently second in Britain when and and she's had a lot of injuries along the way actually she's had quite a serious back injury and then she was injured at trials um and I just think we really haven't seen the best from her she has been 54-0 and I think she's so determined and if she could get a good block of training in I think she'd be under 54 and you know right up there with Fran Halsell. Slight worry for our uh, medley relay unless Fran comes in and does it then could be a possibility, I suppose. I, I think I think we'll see Fran on the, the anchor of that relay. I've got to say, I think that's you know, probably the main reason she swam the event at, um, at trials in, in reality, because I don't think she ever had any intention of swimming the individual in Barcelona. Uh, and I, I think I think we'll see her on the end of that relay. Um, come yeah, I think come you probably weekend. will. But I think as well, um, something to remember is that Amy is 
a, a really really strong relay swimmer you know every time she she performs so I suppose that's another option as well if necessary. Am I, am I right in thinking her PB actually came off the lead off in a relay the 54-01? Yeah I'm pretty sure it did so it might have been at Olympics last year. I'm I, think, I think you're sure. probably I think you're probably right so certainly she's got a pedigree for for upping her game in a relay uh, and she did tweet that she she actually felt really good on the first 50 this morning so maybe that bodes well for her individual 50 which she's got coming up later in the week. Yeah. Uh, the other swimmer we had in the heats this morning, and, and Bob, we spoke a lot about this swim last night, was uh, Hannah Miley in the women's 200 metre breaststroke, um, who obviously is getting a race in before her uh, 400 IM at the weekend. Um, and she she actually swam remarkably well, I thought. Yes, yeah, she, she did. Yeah. She, she posted a, a 228.15, which is her actually her best ever in a textile suit but on the way she said 100 meter pb of 110.83 so she's obviously feeling uh, pretty good about her swimming at the moment well i thought she would have made it in i looked at that time 228.15 and i thought well that should just about be enough to squeak in uh, and then they they put the graphics up on the tv very quickly i thought did she make it did she not make it and obviously eventually i checked on the website i thought 17th and so she only missed out again i think by what a couple of uh, one hundredths of a second something like that i think it was 228.13 got through uh, and um yeah she was know, she was three one hundredths away from the semi-final swim this evening so frustrating yeah. i'd have thought yeah and you know that the fact that she's done her best time of the year and her best time by quite some way as well that that was a second quicker than she went in einhoven i think that's right something like that um yeah, it's all, all good, you know, and I think it actually bodes well for the 400 IM later in the week. So, yeah, I didn't have a problem. And people will say, well, hang on a second, that that was not a quick time by her standards. Well, I think it is because she doesn't do that event very often, hasn't done it uh, in in the current suiting conditions. And uh, I was I was quite happy with that. And I thought, good good on you, Hannah, and she gave it a good go. Well, the, yeah, the, I agree. I mean, the, the breaststroke has always been one of her strengths in the medley, so it, it's really good to see it going well i mean she's swimming at 100 meter pb then obviously you know things are are looking positive in that sense so we'll, we'll look forward to seeing how she gets on uh, in her main event on sunday uh, but in that same event this evening we saw uh, another world record a quite incredible uh, pair of semi-finals but the first semi-final we had rika moller pedersen from denmark who uh, who took down rebecca sonny's record from last year with uh, with a, a crazy swim, two nineteen point. Oh, I've forgotten the hundreds now, but two nineteen. One one. One one. Thank you, Casey. Uh, and that was uh, quite a incredible swim. Uh, I don't do know you, what you made of that one. Do you want to hear these splits? Thirty one point eight, one oh seven two seven, and one oh six inside world record pace, one forty two eighty nine. At 150, I'm looking at that going. You never see that, do you? you don't these days. Um, over a, you sometimes do on relays. That's about the only time you normally see it. Over a second inside world record pace and a race of that distance, unbelievable. You know, 2:19.11. In fact, she slowed down considerably in the last 50 because I was thinking we might be on for 2:18 here, the way things were looking. So, um, uh, well done, Nick Juber, I say. <laughs> True. I think um, I I've been surprised by. The events that I generally think of, and people will disagree with me, as women's events that I aren't, I'm not terribly interested in are 200 breaststroke and 1500 freestyle. And I am being proved so wrong because these have been the most interesting races so far at these world championships. And I, I'm really looking forward to watching that final tomorrow. I don't think you just be... wish that we had somebody in there, though? That, that makes it much far more interesting. We don't have anybody of that approaching that standard. So we can't even really get involved in the event from British point of view because we don't have anybody there. Well, it is. I mean, it's a, it's a different level to what we are able to produce at the moment. And it really is. It's a, it's a world away. But 
I just, I mean, I find it interesting whoever I'm watching, to be honest, but I've, I've never been interested in 200 breaststroke before. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to that event tomorrow. And just, I want to see what the difference is when they're actually racing each other. Cause both those girls, you know, they were just racing the clock and you know, there was no one was near them. Well, you mentioned earlier in the week, Katie, that you thought FMOVA was looking, was looking good, um, yeah. when we saw her in the hundred and, um, I think you know she she you were proven right because you know she could easily have just gone out to win that semi final, but it's almost like she'd seen the time. So well, actually, I'm going to make a point here as well. And, and okay, it was two nineteen eight five. It's point seven four down, but that's that's probably the on her own uh, as well. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's the, think, the third fastest time ever. I think by my reckoning. So yeah, I um, think um, FMOVA like traditionally has been a pure sprinter, and now she's really like the work that she's done with Dave Salo. I think has really transformed her. And, um, you know, I'm used to just seeing her in the 50 and the 100 and obviously being right up there. But she's really, really improved as a 200 swimmer. And, yeah, I think it will be a great race tomorrow. Who's going to win it then? Mm, I'd like to say Pedersen. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, actually, so would I. So would I, because I'd say we can claim that one as well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so sure. It's it's going to be that, that old syndrome, set a world record in the semi-final. <laughs> and can you can you back it up in the final? Ruta did it earlier in the week and maybe Rika can do it as well tomorrow. Well, as long as nobody does a Rebecca Sony from 2009 and uh, oh, goes out in a 105. Yeah, probably the worst finish I've ever seen in an Olympic event. I think she just, the whole she stadium died. felt her pain. Last 15 metres is always like quicksand had been thrown into that lane, wasn't it? I think her last 50 might have been a 44, if I remember correctly. That's, like, yeah, oh, that's okay. astonishing. It was, it was like watching Paul the trawler come back to life, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll see how they get on uh, tomorrow evening. Um, let's have a quick look at uh, who's coming up for Great Britain uh, on day six in the heats tomorrow morning uh, quite a busy session for, for Britain tomorrow morning actually uh, starts with the men's 50 metre freestyle and we've got Adam Pre- uh, Adam Brown and Ben Proud swimming in that Adam obviously set a, a PB in the uh, 100 metres earlier in the week so he's probably in good form uh, I think he's pro- hopefully on for a good time and Ben Proud was, was solid I thought in the 50 flyer in the week and perhaps he can uh, dip under that 22 second mark what do you reckon Katie? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I'm excited to see both of these guys swim tomorrow, actually. I mean, Adam did so well in the 100 freestyle, and it was such a shame that he wasn't in that final. But, you know, he's, I mean, the 100 free has been an event where we've, you know, not been really near the top guys, and Adam's really moved that on. And then I think, you know, Ben's got his first swim over with, and it was it was good. It was a decent swim. You know, it wasn't his best, but it was decent. And he's, um, I think, hopefully both of them will go on to 22 tomorrow. How many heats are there? Do we know off the top of our head, Steve? Because normally that's the one where we have about 14 heats uh, because everybody does it. Um, uh, I know I'm dropping one on you. While I'll, have a, I'll have a quick look. It looks like yeah. there's 11, there's yeah. 11 heats that tomorrow, which is not actually as many as you might imagine. Well, I remember, I think it was Rome where we had 25 um, heats of the 53. It just went on for about three days or seemed to because it got to about heat 18 before there's anybody you'd ever heard of. But uh, I think I think um, Fina have actually said, come on, we need to uh, scale this down a bit. So that's that's quite a relief because uh, 53 was pretty much everybody, every man and his dog went in for the 53 at one time. Um, yeah, I think I think Adam is in great form. He's, he's very up for the... Um, up for the 50 um was very obviously annoyed he didn't make the final but delighted with his time as well he might be and um i'm pretty hopeful here i'm sticking my neck out again that both of them will make the semi-final well adam by my reckoning is the only the second 
British man in the last 12 years to make it out of the heats of the 100 meter freestyle. I think Simon Burnett did it in Melbourne in 2007. No one else has managed it in that period of time. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure someone out there will correct me if I've got that wrong. So uh, I think he should feel pretty good about himself at the moment. But um, the uh, the man I really want to see, you know, aside from those two, is is Vladimir Morozov because in the 100 meter freestyle <laughs> final tonight he went out to feet in 21.94, which is just an astonishing time with a tumble turn at the end. And then came back in 43. he did come back in it i think he had the slowest second 50 in the race by almost a second um yeah. i think i saw earlier he he died he really really paid for that that speed at the in the first 50 yeah, but he did a sony he did indeed we'll it, have to it, call it that but it, it, uh he was there, there about about five meters to go it's like somebody pulled the plug out because uh, i think he was still in medal contention with about 10 to go and yes. went rapidly from a second to third to fourth to fifth where he finished yeah he was he came back in a 26.07 which is pretty well, not that far off what the girls were coming back in in the, in yeah, the, Sarah in the semis. came back in 26.9 so <laughs> i think i think that says everything you need to know about going out in 21.9 yeah. but yes. uh his match up against uh cesar silo filo could be interesting if they both make it through to the semi-finals uh so that's probably aside from adam and ben is something to look out for tomorrow uh, we move on then to the women's 50 metres butterfly and the first chance to see Francesca Halsall. She's not been swimming the hundreds this week, as we've already spoken about. Uh, and Siobhan Marie O'Connor as well as in that event. Katie, what do you think we'll see from Fran tomorrow? Um, I mean, I, I should think she'll be she'll be on it. She says she's been training for the 50s um, and, and I think everyone will expect something good. And she, she I think she'll perform. Um, I mean, I do think it's a huge shame she's not been uh doing the 100 this year because you know even in the the semi-final of trials knowing that she's not training for it she dropped a decent time she made the qualifying time and you know there have been plenty of people this year who haven't necessarily been training for things and you look at you know Pellegrini and and Aniel who said they weren't going to be doing the 200 freestyle and you know did something amazing um I just think it's a real shame but I think she'll be great in the 50 fly I think she'll be flying they literally she'll be flying in the morning, and uh, I expect her to do pretty comfortable time. She's she's got a, a few demons still to uh, exercise, and that would be a good race in which to do it. And Siobhan Marie O'Connor, mm, kind of an additional event for her, not really her main event. Uh, anything she does will be progress, I think. Well, I thought her fly looked quite good in her medley, so it'll be interesting to see you know if she's actually got the raw speed to to translate that into a into a semi-final spot tomorrow uh next event up men's 100 butterfly and the first chance again to see uh michael rock uh he's obviously training back at his original club in liverpool city of liverpool swimming club so i believe he's focused on the 100 this year and he's, he's really scaled back his training in terms of the 200 didn't feel he could commit to the amount of training that that event required but it, it seems to be working for him bob yeah, it looked very good in Sheffield. It looked pretty decent, actually, in the heats of the 200 that he did. And um, won it very comfortably indeed. So the old rocky's still there. He's had his law studies, his law degree to worry about. So maybe swimming's taken a bit of a backseat in the second place. But um, he's still as motivated and still as driven, it seems. And um, hopefully, again, you know, with his time, it's not guaranteed a top 16 space at all. Uh, so he'll have to be on his game and have to be at his best. So uh, that's a bit touch and go as to whether he'll progress, but hopefully he will. Women's 200 backstroke, that's the, the the next event up tomorrow morning. Lauren Quigley back for her third event of the week. Uh, Katie, do you think we, we can imagine that she'll, she'll have learned from her previous two events this week? I think... Um... 
I don't quite know what will happen tomorrow because I know 200 backstroke is not her favourite. She does think of herself as a sprinter, but she is a very good 200 backstroker. And, you know, she's got to feel more confident, I think, based on what she's already put together this week. Um, I mean, the interesting thing about Lauren is that she, she was already doing some incredible stuff and at 18 thought well, I think I could be doing better if I make a move. And, you know, she moved to, from Manchester to Stockport earlier this year. Um, and it seems to be working really well for her. But I just think that's a, a really interesting and quite brave decision. And it's really paying off. Well, we'll see how she gets on in that event in the morning. Uh, the last individual event, we get to see Jazz Carlin back in the water. The women's 800 metre freestyle. She obviously just missed out in the 1500 earlier in the week by by a, a tiny margin over 16 and a bit minutes. So uh, she didn't swim that final, which perhaps plays to her advantage, Bob. Yeah, I think it does. I think she'll be so motivated for this. It's um, missing out on the medal in the 400, missing out on the final in the 1500. And I think 800 is her optimum distance. She swam it fantastically in Leeds, looks superb in Sheffield. And I think uh, if she's going to get in amongst the medals. This will be the event in which she does it. So swimming with her in that event, uh, Ellie Faulkner, who... Uh, as we've said earlier in the week, it's not having the best of times. So as much a test of character for her uh, as it is her swimming ability, Katie. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it's very easy for us to to be critical from here. And it's it's frustrating seeing people underperforming. But, you know, no one swims badly on purpose. And she has had a really tough week. And I'm sure there'll be a reason behind it. And, you know, it will be far harder for her to be in that position than it is for us to watch and um you know it would be great to see her pick herself up but i do appreciate that after the week she's had it's probably going to be a really big ask well we'll wait and see how those two girls get on the uh, there's one more event in the morning and that's the only relay um, that, was, that was explicitly selected <laughs> from our trials and that's the men's four by 200 freestyle um five guys out there for that that team we've got robbie rennick josh walsh uh, Jack's, Five guys, including one called guy. Yeah. Well, indeed. Uh, Jack Scott, Ian uh, Lloyd and James Guy. Um, and, and Katie, you've been in, in relay squads before. How how do you think they're going to go about picking which four are going to swim? Is there a is there a, a, a gut field? Or does everyone have a swim? I mean, we've seen uh, Rennick, Lloyd and Guy already swimming this week, but we've not seen the other two, the, the two Sterling boys in the water yet. Um, what's the kind of the, the process that the coach is going to be going through to decide that quartet? Well, I think um, I think it's always been very difficult over the years. I think there's been real di- difficult uh, with transparency, you know, knowing how it's going to work. There have been relay teams that I've been on where there have been swim-offs or there might be swim-offs and you don't know quite when they'll be or you've had a swim-off, I don't know, a month out of the competition, which is really difficult. And I think um, I don't know what is going to be chosen this time, whether it will be – I would have thought it would be a fair um, situation, so I should think everyone's had a chance to have a swim. Um but at the same time, I know that um, one of the big things that Bill Furness said he was going to be bringing in is, is transparency. So everyone will have known from the beginning how the relay is going to work. You know, there won't be any favoritism. It won't be sprung on you. Um, so I think that's the main thing, the certainty of knowing whether you're swimming or whether you're not. And um, yeah, I, but I just don't know which way they will have chosen, whether it will have just been, right, we're going to go off your trials times or it'll be, I don't know, we'll have a swim off and swim the fastest four in the morning, you know? 
one thing they cannot afford to do is drop Robbie Rennick, I don't think. Uh, Robbie Rennick has to be in there because he's the stu- and then you'll go, well, we want to rest him for the evening. Well, we've done that before and we haven't made the final. So I, I don't want to take that risk. I think Robbie Rennick should be in the heat. And uh, Robbie's good enough and has proved this week he's uh, uh, got enough acumen about him to be able to do the heats and do the final as well. So Robbie Rennick has to be in that quartet in the morning. If he's not, I'm concerned. I, I was I was thinking exactly the same thing, Bob. Uh, working on the on the presumption that they make the final, you, you'd assume that Rennick and, and Guy will be inked in for that team, and then it's perm two from three for the other spots. But uh, I, I'd agree with you that we would want to see the best possible team out in the morning um, to make sure we get that final spot in the evening. That uh, that covers out the uh, the GB swimmers who are coming up tomorrow. Uh, and just time to say thank you again to to Katie. Uh, and Bob, it's been a pleasure speaking to you both. Thank you, Thank Steve. you very much. Uh, and we'll be back again tomorrow, hopefully, fingers crossed, with some British medals to talk about. Uh, if you want to get in contact in the meantime, you can tweet me at poolboy or you can go to www.poolboy.co.uk forward slash contact and send me an email. And uh, we'll be back again at the same time tomorrow. <laughs>